0: Welcome to Talkie Talk, the podcast for the media by us. My name is Brent. I'm here today with TJ. Hey. And Chris. Hello. And Chris. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, last week's homework, courtesy of Chris uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Who's was David.
1: Yep. It's oh, it's David. David. David's
0: just not here to talk about it. <laughs> Sorry, David. Yeah,
2: which which means unfortunately, Brent, this may come as a surprise to you, but I
0: think you're picking the homework next. Good to know, um, <laughs> but also run this podcast. <laughs> sure, this was a this was a talk of fame nomination um, from David. Yep. So he just he nominated it, and he just trusts us to get it right without his input.
2: He knows. Yeah, David and I have a have a have a pretty deep connection to this
0: movie. Yeah um so are we gonna we're we gonna get the that spoiler out of the way first yeah this movie's in i think me and chris are uh
1: even with david not here to vote uh, me and chris are
0: yeah can't be talked out of this it. would have been a yes for y'all before you even knew what the talk of fame was supposed to look like probably yeah, yeah. it's so.
1: it's one of my favorite directors that's active and it's a uh probably a, close to a tie for me for his best work with shot of the dead
0: nice it's, uh, I, I hold this movie in slightly lesser esteem, but it's really slight, um, and I really like this movie, and it's, uh, um, my vote going in was probably somewhere between no and yes. Uh, like... <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two options, so... Well, yeah. Those are both extremes. I, I really didn't, I really wasn't...
1: You're not gonna be up. a hard no.
0: No, right. No. Not at all. Um... Also, I, I I will admit I did not rewatch this movie this week. I rewatched it about six months ago. Yeah, me and Chris didn't rewatch
1: it either. But because we've each seen it fifteen times,
0: yeah, I felt like I had not lost enough, uh, lost much of my feel for the movie since I last saw it. So I think this is the
2: first movie that my now fiance and I watched together. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, but I can give a quick rundown if you'd like. Uh, sure, just real quick.
1: It's a uh, Takes place in Canada. It's the indiest of indie movies um, in music and in culture. But Scott Pilgrim, the title character, is a bass player in a band called Sex Bob-omb, Um, with one of his exes, plays drummer, played by Austin Pill. Yep. Kim and uh, yeah, Neil. Yep. One of two Neils is uh, old Neil, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Young Neil being the other one is the talent, the guitarist and lead singer. Um, he's dating a high school girl, Knives Chow. and pretty much. Uh, gets infatuated with this character Ramona and uh, wants to date Ramona and finds out you know through kind of hilarious and odd circumstances that he has to defeat her seven evil exes to be able to date her and that's the movie it's Scott fighting her seven evil exes and kind of a movie about self discovery in the funniest way you can do that he defeats all of them they're all hilariously written and well acted. Uh, this movie is ridiculously deep, especially now, looking back. But Michael Sarah plays the lead. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is fantastic as Romero Flowers. Yeah. Kieran Culkin, Chris Evans is an uh, evil ex. Anna Kendrick plays Scott's sister. Alison Pill, I mentioned, is the drummer in Sex, blah, blah, Brandon Ruth yep. is an evil ex who is currently dating Brie Larson, an ex of Scott, in the movie. Um, they're in a band called Clash at Head, in one of my favorite scenes. And a really good song. Yeah. Cover of the Metric song, Black Sheep. And uh, Jason Sworson plays the big bad. You find out at the end. Gideon Graves. Yeah, such a great video game but name. Scott does it with a, a great ending where he fights himself uh, at the end and ends up being best friends with Mega yeah. Scott. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're gonna go get coffee later. It's a good guy. <laughs> turns out. Um, but we have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, that's the movie. I mean, we'll, we can probably highlight some of the performances of the ULXs as we go through the gauntlet, but I can tell you, I could talk about the plot for another 20 minutes, but that's yeah. pretty much it.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll start off with a very easy answer on this one. Is this movie entertaining? It's entertaining as hell. Yeah. If it's not, it's broken. It's not
2: a good movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, that's what it's got going for it. Yeah, it's wildly entertaining. It's got that classic Edgar Wright edit, uh, which is so fun and perfect for this because, you know, in the, and I'm not going to do this the whole time, but i in the graphic novel series written by Brian Lee O'Malley. Um, Fantastic, by the way, if you haven't read it. Yeah. Uh, really quick read too. There's six, uh, volumes. Um, but it's, uh, Scott is obsessed with, uh, like Canadian indie music and video games. So there's lots of references to video games and just the way that they incorporate those in the movie is perfect for, uh, Edgar Wright's style. Um, and just, yeah, works, works, works
0: super well. Uh, yeah, but the entertainment value is off the charts, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's also almost cliched at this point to even say this because I feel like this is what everybody says about Scott Pilgrim, but it really is the best. It is the movie that feels most like a video game. Yeah, and and I think it's very obvious because there are video game like you know coins and whatever that the people shatter into coins that yeah that he yeah. collects. Uh, but. Um, I think it's yeah, this movie pulls off what so many video game movies fail to pull off, which is the fun of which is not it's not the it's not plots and details that are the reason for the most part that people tune into video games. It's it's the fun of playing through them. And this movie nails the fun of playing through a video game. And yeah. puts you there brilliantly, I think, before the movie starts with the universal
1: logo. And yeah. The eight bit soundtrack and the eight bit globe and the eight bit like old Nintendo font on yeah Universal they they throw you in that immediately
0: uh, is this movie about anything beyond just entertaining you I mean I think it
1: is self-discovery if yeah. I have to like pick a theme it's you know um, finding out what you you because know, he's lost and he doesn't really love the band he just right. kind of does it um, you know probably some like friendship stuff in there too Allison pill has a nice like redeeming moment in the whole movie she's kind of annoyed with Scott yeah
0: Um, I like to think this movie is about someone uh who is in a relationship where they are where they are unloved finally getting out from that relationship and having a happy ending and that character is Knives yeah yeah Knives is a great character and and underrated I think
1: um when the movie starts she looks like she's just gonna be like nothing right
2: um and she has a, a huge role in the Comic, yeah, um, yeah. She's she's a lot of fun. Yeah, self self discovery. And I mean, that's the thing is it kind of hits that nail on the head when uh, you know Scott's fighting Giddy in the first time, and it's he gets the sword, and it's like Scott discovered the power of love. And then like when he ends up dying, and then like using his extra life, and comes back, and it's Scott discovers the power of self discovery, and he like pulls the sword out, and it's got like a bunch of stats that pop up, like yeah. way higher. So it's a, little, it's a little on the nose, but I mean, fuck.
0: Like, what can't it be? Also, video game. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with the movie just putting it on the screen, what the theme is. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, I still the watch well. the television show Man vs. Wild, and Man vs. <laughs> food.
2: <laughs> I do them back-to-back, so I just
0: get get some context. <laughs> uh you can really beat the food this time. food never stood a chance. How about the director Edgar Wright, star of the movie, right? Yes, yeah. his, his his the way he tells the story,
1: the way it's shot, and edited. it's his editor. Um, I forget the guy's name now, but he edited. He started editing Space and IT Crowd, yeah, um, which are like British gems, yeah, um, from from the aughts. But yeah, he edited all the all five of Edgar Wrights films. So obviously a great editor. Those yeah. movies are heavily edited, but. It's not annoying to me, you know what I mean. In the way that, I don't know, what's a movie that was edited too much? Bohemian well, to <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Um yeah.
2: But yeah, I think Edgar
1: Wright is the star of pretty much anything he does.
2: Yeah, and I also I also think that 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 the writing is really good. I mean, O'Malley's got a great little story here, um, kind of like a fictional autobiography, which I really enjoy. Um, where he's just like. Like, the, char- the, the character Scott Pilgrim is basically him. Obviously, like, the story of all of the shit, but, like, all the anxiety and all of the uncertainty, that's all very much Bradley O'Malley. You know, some traits are
0: his. Like, he's a bassist in some, like, dinky band in Toronto, but... Right. Uh, is there a favorite scene? Do you have a favorite scene? It's, it's a movie where that's, uh... it's It's very much a collection of big scenes you know like that's stages right my favorite evil X is probably the
1: whole clash of demon head thing i think brandon ruth is hilarious yeah um, vegan
0: right he's like yeah. the vegan, vegan police
2: is really funny that's that's the first thing that out in my mind is the vegan police once they arrest uh brandon ralph for drinking a, a soy latte yeah and uh they're like that's got milk in it and they come and arrest him the the background of the vegan police just like jumping up and giving each other high fives <laughs> the whole time is hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, every everything with uh with Clash of Demon Head is a lot of fun. Um including uh the you know, the song and everything and just the I don't know. It's 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 cool to see Scott's like ex-girlfriend is this like in this up-and-coming, like Arcade Fire style
0: band, mm-hmm. that's just neat. Neat add to the fiction. Uh, how about performances? Do they manage to stand out in any way in this movie? I feel like Edgar Rod's movies aren't really always about the performances. You get really devoted performances from some big names, I think, because they're only in the movie for ten minutes.
1: Like Chris Evans is fucking fantastic as the like that's true skateboarder actor dude. Yeah. Again, Brandon Ruth is really good. Uh, I think Allison Pill's actually pretty great.
2: Yeah, I was actually thinking about favorite scenes and I think I have a, a replacement favorite scene and it's Allison Pill, which made me think of it. Is the first time that they go into uh the, the Gideon's lair, I forget the name of the place, but it's really like expertly named as like a douchey bar. Yeah. Uh the, Sex is playing and she kind of gives the intro and she's like, Where's Sex Bob? We're here and then when Scott comes back, she does the like Big intro. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: We are Sex Bomb, and we are here to scream
0: at you about our feelings and stuff.
1: Yeah, one, two, three, four.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's any others that.
2: I mean, Mary Elizabeth Winstead does a good job, but she doesn't. I mean, she pretty She's a flat character. Yeah, she plays she plays like aloof indie girl, right? Which is you know somewhere in the realm of like manic pixie dream girl of like Hollywood trope. Yeah, the is great too, but that's the thing. Like when you get all these
1: actors that where Michael Sarah is really the only person who's in the movie the whole time. Yeah, um, and he is literally playing Michael Sarah in every other movie you've seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, the
2: rest of the characters get to shine because they're there to film for one day. Yeah, I mean, Kieran Culkin's fantastic and is probably like like some of the best comic relief. Um, is like the only person who ever really tries to ground Scott Pilgrim from his like weird fantasy and dis- disaffection. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's just—I don't
0: know—he's—he's he's great. I feel like the Arby's guy when I say I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim, pretty cool. Uh, Let's we'll see uh, about the technical side of this, where I think the movie shines a lot with its editing and its—I uh, don't really know if they're—it's not quite special effects how we normally talk about special effects, but the—the—the the, the way he makes everything more video gamey. Yeah. yeah. the the sound I think is a huge yeah, part. Yeah. Definitely of that. Oh, true. Definitely the sound
2: there, but yeah, that like that hyper glossy stylized just like uh like carnival pop of like colors and effects and explosions and like people shattering into like toonies and loonies, like that's it all it, it all it all gels really well with the the whole thing. It just is just like a, a complete ball of a vision.
0: And I really like the set design, too, of the final uh, showdown with the bands playing across from each other. Oh, yeah. The, the Battle of the Bands, which is actually like a battle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really liked that scene. Yeah.
1: Um, one thing I did read this morning before the podcast that I thought was interesting is Tarantino was invited to the screening. Mm-hmm. And was pretty much quoted alongside Kevin Smith of being like, people are going to watch that and they're not going to know what hit them. Yeah. Like, Tarantino and well, Kevin Smith, who is a huge fan from him, says it's the best comic book movie he's ever seen. Um, the first time a comic book movie like was brought to life. Yeah. Um,
0: so it's it's revered by big people and it's reviewed really well too. Yeah. Is this a number one achievement for anybody in this? Uh, so, like, I guess we'll start with Edgar Wright. Is this your number one, Edgar Wright? Not to me, and yeah, not to
1: me. But. I wouldn't argue if you said it was, or David said it was, or anybody. I'd be like, yeah, yeah it's really close. It's uh, He's got, um, I mean, he's made five movies, and I think I'd give five stars to four of them. Yeah. So I'm in the same boat,
2: And I, I still don't think that At World's End is a bad movie. No. No, I'm I mean, three and a half, maybe. Right.
0: I think this is second tier for me, but I also don't know that second tier necessarily needs to be excluded from the, the from, talk of fame. Right. When he's, it comes he's, to Edgar Wright. And us. We're we're fans.
2: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, that that's the thing. We talked about it before. I forget what movie we were talking about it, but we, we hypothesized this idea that, like, do we let this movie in or deny it because there's one that we like better? Right. But then, if you think about all the movies that a director has done, like, would you be comfortable if there was two Edgar Wright movies on this list? Like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I right. totally would with Edgar Wright. You know, I wouldn't necessarily think that, that Baby Driver hangs, but Baby Driver is also a completely different tone. It is a different subject. It's a different style than Edgar Wright normally does. Mm-hmm. But if you made me choose between Scott Pilgrim, Hot Fuzz, and Shaun of the Dead, I couldn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. And if I only got one of those, I would like abstain from any of them.
0: I think right. the reason... I think, I'm, I've, I've been trying to think of what separates Baby Driver and uh, Scott Pilgrim, for me, from... Hot Fuzz and, uh, cause I, I think I prefer Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead to yeah. the other two. Um, they're, I like all, I love all four of the movies right. quite a bit, but the, those two are at a higher rung for me. And I think it's, I think it's, uh, particularly for Shaun of the Dead, I think it's just that that's the movie, uh, that's the movie I would pick as my favorite Edgar Wright movie. I think because I just like the main character more. Yeah. I mean, I, me, me and Chris, too, I think are probably Shaun of the Dead if I had to. If I had to, if I was forced to rank them. Yeah. And I think that's like, if, and I don't want to say this movie has issues, but if I had to find an issue with this movie, it's that I just really don't like Scott all that much. Scott's not a likable character. And I mean, that's. It plays hard, it plays more hard in the books too,
1: because you have more time to develop and get out of that funk. Yeah. And they do a good job of developing him being kind of a little snobby, snotty shithead. Yeah, but and, there's not enough time to for him to
2: like save himself yeah in the, in the movie they, you know it, so so and this is I just said I wouldn't do it that much but this is a a, a good time but in they, they edited out what they needed to for the movie and in the fifth book uh Kim Pine moves back to uh Montreal and he moves with her just because I don't know because he he's he's unemployed he's not doing anything and uh, his roommate kicks him out mm-hmm. uh, and so he moves out there and it's like it does like a like two years later and he's out there and he base that's when he does all his like self loathing and self discovery is when he's out there alone not chasing Ramona not fighting evil exes and they kind of condense that down into the movie and I think in a good scene the one where he tells knives like why do you still want to date me I was such an asshole to you like I was such a dick mm-hmm. and like that. That, I think, is, like, the point. Like, for for 90% of the movie, Scott Pilgrim is a fucking dick. And he's, like, unmotivated. He has, like, no hobbies. He's, like, the least important person in every, like, party that he's at. Yeah. Like, he regurgitates the one fact that he knows about Pac-Man because that's his, like, go-to. Right. Like, he's kind of a boring guy. Yeah. And the most exciting thing about him is this thing that happens to him because
0: he wants to date Ramona Flowers. It's it, you know compared to the video games I keep thinking it's it's like if in uh, Mario Super Mario Brothers if Mario is trying to free and save and fall in love with the princess but he also has to drag his wife along for the entire <laughs> the video game it's just to watch him conquer all these levels and win the princess while she's along for the ride and that's I think that's the thing that always just made I'm just like I'm not rooting for this guy right very much yeah but the movie is a whole lot of fun though uh, regardless. And I, but I think also, like, Baby Driver, I don't dislike Baby Driver as much as I uh, dislike Scott. Like, like... Yeah, right. the, the character. Right. Yeah. Um, but I definitely don't like him as much as Sean.
2: Right. And even and even Nick in Hot Fuzz is like, you know, he's, he's a fish out of water in an
0: extreme way, but he's still like is a relatable human being. I think that's just Simon Pegg too. Yeah. That is just yeah. Like I don't know if I don't know if many versions of Nick Angel could have been pulled off for me. But that one he, because he, it was, he crushed it, was it. it was him. Yeah. Yeah. He makes he makes an unrelatable character relatable in a way. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But num- number one achievement for anyone else other than like Edgar Wright, I mean, Michael Sarah, this might be my favorite movie that Michael Sarah's in yeah. but I can't I can't Like, Arrested Development is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Likewise, like, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is really good in this, but she also plays, like, an intentionally flat character. And she's fantastic in uh, Fargo. Like, and then everyone else in the movie is, like, they have so little screen time that it feels disingenuous to
0: put this in their canon. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's unfair. Like... Minute for minute, this might be the best Chris Evans movie. Right. <laughs> my best Chris Evans performance. But it's also... Right. Might it's, my
2: favorite Brandon Routh performance.
0: Oh, well,
1: definitely that. I feel confident
0: and okay with putting that in his <laughs> yeah. number one spot. It's also easier for Chris Evans to just show up for a day and do like, you know, just like... You get to be completely over the top and funny and and everything. I'm sure he had a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Skateboard slash
1: action star. Yeah. Awesome character. All the stunt doubles, yeah, was, so funny.
0: Was this movie uh, financially successful? Because I honestly don't know. I know I don't think I heard a lot about it when it was in theaters, but I maybe wasn't. Um, the movies as closely at the time. No, it lost
1: almost half. It's uh, uh, budget with advertising was between eighty five and ninety
2: million dollars, and makes, it made forty seven. That isn't surprising that it was a really expensive movie to make. They they really meticulously created shots uh, from the novel. Uh, to the point where they, they had, like, extensive scouting because O'Malley did some just for his comic book just to gain inspiration for, like, where he wanted to set it. And then Edgar Wright did the exact same thing. And so that big castle that they fight in front of is in Toronto. Uh, they fight uh, Chris Evans' character in. It's in Toronto. And they, like, built that huge fucking underground bar, like... that. Those are expensive sets all over that movie.
1: In a, a weird turn, though, Universal acknowledged after, like, a month... Uh, the movie came out, uh, pretty much said, like, we knew this was not going to be a financial success. But uh, their quote is, uh, we made this film with Edgar, knowing he would tr- uh, create a truly unique film that is both envelope pushing and genre bending. And when examined down the road, we're confident it will be identified as an important piece of filmmaking. So,
0: they they knew, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And also, I, I don't know if that's like, you know, lifetime. Obviously, it's impossible to quantify. But I'm sure that like there is a there is a huge cult following behind this movie. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to even call it a cult following. Um, also, just I know we're
1: coming up on that, or we skipped it already. But it's one of the most rewatchable movies I've ever seen. Oh yeah, it's just so
0: easy to put on. You can skip scenes because there's not this like through plot. You know what I mean? Right. It's you're bouncing from scene to scene. If you miss one, you'll like because you're washing the dishes or something. It's okay. You'll pop back in and doesn't, you'll see the next. Doesn't really matter. It's, yeah. It's got a great score
2: written by, uh, fuck, I his. Uh, but the original songs were written by Beck. Um, so like the, the music in it is like fun. Uh, it's, a uh, it's Nigel
1: Godrich. Okay. He did the, all the
2: music for it. And then, uh. Radiohead guitarist. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then the, the soundtrack actually is, is fun for it because at the end of the fourth, fourth graphic novel, Brian Lee O'Malley. Producer. Engineer. Okay. Sorry. Not in the band. Uh, Brian Lee O'Malley puts in the, like, the back of one of his books, like, hey, if this, it was before the, there was a deal anywhere close, uh, wrote in the back, like, if this were ever made into a movie, this is, this would be the soundtrack to Scott Pilgrim's life. And Edgar Wright basically, like, ripped that and used all of those songs. Nice. Yeah, the, the songs by the bands are,
1: from Sex, Bob, Bob all the Evil X bands, Battle of the Bands, and, uh, Clash of Head or, I mean, Clash of Demonhead's one that's yeah,
2: but... I love the the Crash and the Boys song. I'm so sad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like this movie is before its time, and, and well, it is. It is in like a visionary way, but also it's what I mean. It's before its time is that like I feel like we were just a little. When did this come out? 2014? No, 2013.
2: 2010. 2010. Oh, shit. That was a lot longer ago than I thought. <laughs> huh.
0: Well. I don't know. Maybe maybe this was... I'm trying to figure out why the movie didn't make more money because it's such a fun movie and you would imagine that uh, word of mouth would, would follow. I understand that the title's not great as far as getting, like, pulling in people who who don't know what it is. Right. Uh, that can be a title that just sort of... People just be like, yeah, maybe that's not for me. I don't know what this is. Um, but I'm trying to think, like, maybe if it were, had more of a... More hype from like social media and whatnot, which I mean, and maybe I'm underestimating how fast social media has grown because maybe maybe I'm correct in that 2010 wasn't quite what it is now in terms of oh definitely not I mean think about it like the sharing trailers the first iPhone was what 2008 yeah it's like way earlier than you way later than you think so. It's the kind of movie where it needs people sharing trailers to Facebook. Because
2: no one's that. accidentally going to see this movie. Right.
0: It's like, oh, it's a movie about indie music, Canada, and video games. Like, the people who saw this movie, like, they made a point to go see this movie. Or may- maybe, you, I mean, the people who... Plus, there's not a lot of crossovers, because it's like, you could have people who saw Michael Cera and love Superbad, but those are people who might already be aware of this anyway, of right. Scott Pilgrim. And so... It's it's hard. I, I suppose it was hard for them to pull in um, audiences that they would need to pull in to make this financially successful. Yeah, or successful. it's just weird to me that it was
1: like it said it was. It opened up in the fifth spot on its opening weekend in the U.S., and I was like, "Well, what came out then?" Because maybe it just had like a horrible weekend. No, <laughs> I mean it opened up against Eat, Pray, Love, Middlemen. I don't even know
0: what that is. The other guys, Step Up Three. Yeah. Animal Kingdom, like not like okay. two of those I can see. Yeah, like the other guys and Eat, Pray, Love. I get yeah, why right. those made more money. But, but, but like the Switch,
2: nobody's going to go see Animal Kingdom. That was a movie that uh, was- the-, the Expendables, which probably made a bunch of money. Like yeah, Animal Kingdom was an Australian movie, right? <laughs> it was an Australian Indi- Indier than this movie. Yeah, Jackie Weaver's phenomenal
0: in that. She is. Um, do you think this is uh important in terms of influence? yet it's hard I mean I would say no yet it's hard it's hard to know that there's a generation that's already making movies that's been inspired by Edgar Wright because there just hadn't been enough time
1: true but I think it lent itself to Edgar Wright kind of getting his free pass which is that's going to be more important than the film is Edgar Wright making more movies yeah you know what I mean it -hmm. just it just sucks
2: that he had Ant-Man taken from him yeah,
1: because it's you can see it in the movie.
2: Yeah, and you don't see it really in Ant Man and the Wasp. No, it's fine, but it's not
1: nearly as funny, right? As Ant Man is, like the the storytelling bits.
2: Yeah, Michael Pena is the that's, Edgar Wright. That's standard. Edgar Wright. Yeah, just so hard, so hard.
0: <laughs> well, I think we would. It's it's kind of hard to answer whether it's aged well. It hasn't really aged all that much. It's nine years old. And uh that's it's still it still looks good. Yeah, and the the music that plays there isn't gonna
1: age poorly either. It's so like alternative, you know what I mean? Yeah. That it won't it won't go out of style. It's not disco or grunge or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's based on, you know, the video
2: games they play with are ones that were twenty years old when the movie came out. So that's not gonna age bad either. Yeah, and the bands that are in there are bands that you don't really know that well but were huge like indie hits in Canada, right. So like, Sloane is the name of of one of the bands in, on the soundtrack, and they were like Canadian Weezer. And mm-hmm. if your question is like, I thought Weezer was Canadian Weezer, like you're right about that. <laughs> but there's like a level beneath like like global, right? Like alternative and independent music, hmm. and so like Plumtree and you know, there's just a lot of a lot of stuff in there. But all that stuff was even like ten years old by the time that they got included in the soundtrack,
1: right?
0: Um, I've been trying to figure out like what what about Scott Pilgrim would you say to someone who has never seen it? They're skeptical, and you're saying like this is essential viewing for for X reason. Why why would you say someone needs to have seen Scott Pilgrim? Uh, the entertainment, the fun factor. Yeah. Is- most of it. I You're mean, in. denying yourself fun by not seeing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I s- see I, that. I was *Shaun of the Dead*
2: argument too for me. Like, I, I would spell "hell of a" with a UVA uh, in, in one word, but "hell of a ride." Yeah, like it is. It is super fun, and I also think that it's it's wildly creative mm-hmm. um, in a way that you know. It's and I hate you know, it, it, in like producer circles, people say that if your movie is bold or courageous, that means it's bad. Um, But it really is a bold movie to just like... I mean, it kind of does what The Wire did, but in like an opposite way of saying like, well, fuck people who are coming to this to see a movie. I want people who who come see this to come see this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that it really... Nails that with creativity. Oh my God! The cat is behind the computer, and I didn't see her this whole time. Holy God, shit! I scared the shit out of me. My just God. started moving.
0: I thought there was a <laughs> raccoon in here. I heard something over there, and I, it was her bell or whatever. I didn't know what the hell that was. Just <laughs> sleeping.
2: There's there's a wild animal in the podcast <laughs> the <pork> studio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's just going to make as much noise as possible. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we've already answered. Should this be in the talk of fame? I will uh, resolve the mystery of my vote. I was. I'm going to vote yes. Yes, it's oh, nice. uh, yeah. It's maybe a tepid yes, but a yes is never <laughs> that tepid. So um, you're somewhere between yes and yes. Yes, <laughs> I'm somewhere between yes and hell yes, but it's not quite a hell yes. It's just a yeah, yeah. I think people should see this movie. I think uh, Edgar writes uh, an, an interesting enough filmmaker that, and this is an interesting and unique enough movie within his oeuvre. Yeah. Yes. Well. You got homework for next week, Breezy? <laughs> um, we gave you the impossible task of posting <laughs> that. TJ and I are going to just talk about other things while you look at homework. I was going to say, yeah, we have, we have a couple more minutes. Why don't you guys uh, vamp a little we bit? We have a Oh,
2: did you have a favorite Evil X? We, we talked about that outside. I think my favorite is Chris Evans. Probably. Lucas Lee? Yeah. What a, what a, what a fucking name. <laughs> like, I know that, that I don't want to give all the credit to Edgar Wright. Like, Brian Lee O'Malley had a great, like, Gideon Graves, Lucas Lee. Oh, yeah. Like, even just, like, the names of the bands, like, Clash of Demon Head, Crash and the Boys, they're all, like, just great. Yeah.
1: I mean, the, to make this podcast ready read for just a second, the, the style of illustration in this comics is just so fucking fun.
2: Oh, yeah. It's like borderline chibi, you know, like the Japanese thing where they have, like, giant heads and little cartoonish bodies. It fits with the, the 8-bit, you know,
0: uh, style yeah yeah inspiration all right breezy what you got all right this is a unfortunately it's a long movie but uh y'all somebody made me watch last emperor recently so that was my fault yeah i don't i don't care anymore um this is a movie that i had like sort of a i've seen before but i've got had a little bit of like disdain for but i'm read a little bit lately. I wonder if I've not given it a fair shake, and I want to give it another shot. It's on Netflix. It's 1983. Brian De Palma movie Scarface.
2: Oh,
0: okay. Gino, which, uh, you know, it's... It is what it is. It's on every college dorm wall, and I think that's why I hate it. I've always hated it. was because it's like the... You hate dorms. You hate <laughs> dorms. Um, but no, I uh, feel like it was overrated. I always thought it was just overrated by... Th- a certain type of person. That's
1: me too. Kind of boondock saints.
0: Yes. I've always thrown it in with boondock saints. And I wonder if that was unfair.
2: Yeah. I think that, that it's, yeah, it's going to, it'll be an interesting talk. Yeah. Cool. It'll be a fun talk. Good. I think we're all in the like, I have a very strong opinion about that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Um, Mine is, first
1: off, it's like, it's my most overrated film I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Scarface. Like, I think at best it's like a C plus movie.
0: Wow. So, We'll see. We will see. I haven't watched it in a long time, so it'll be I have, fun to, that's how I feel. But I yeah. haven't watched it in a long time. Why would you? Yeah, <laughs> a, good point. Because <laughs> it was assigned. That's why yeah, I would again.
2: Your revenge for Last Emperor.
0: Yeah. So Take us out. that it. was talking talk. This was talking talk. talk. <laughs> you are talking talk. We are talking talk together. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Join the Facebook group. Do you know what they are by now? Yes. Uh, email, tweet. Please subscribe. Please rate. Thank you, Willow Walkers. Thanks, Willow. Thank you, Boo. Boo. Refund. <laughs> and <laughs> thank you, listeners. Thanks, good everybody. night, and bye. good luck. bye, bye. Bye.
2: Kicking rocks down old dusty roads small town slowpokes long time ago kicking
0: out records of all the things that I know all the things that I